Thank you for the opportunity to present to you today. I'm Bill Pappy, and I serve as the Associate Administrator for the Office of Ports and Waterways with the Department of Transportation's Maritime Administration. Maritime Administration's mission is to foster, promote, and develop the maritime industry of the United States to meet the nation's economic and security needs. Among many duties, we facilitate federal investments in America's ports and waterways. And this is an extraordinary time at MARED, and of course, throughout the Department of Transportation. As you know, the Biden-Harris administration has been committed from day one to modernizing our infrastructure. The president's commitment has resulted in a once-in-a-generation investment in our ports and intermodal infrastructure to strengthen supply chain resiliency and to reduce the climate impacts on our port operations. Frankly, these investments could not come at a more critical time. Last year, we saw record volumes of cargo moved through our ports, and we thank the many professionals working throughout our supply chains at ports around the nation, on the rails, in truck cabs, and at our warehouses who have met this challenge. However, despite Herculean efforts, these record volumes have been moving on generations old infrastructure. Now, thanks to President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law, the Department of Transportation is well on its way to awarding billions, billions with a B, of dollars in funding to modernize our ports and waterways. Ports are now eligible for funding under several of the department's major infrastructure grant programs, Raise and Infra, and of course, under the Port Infrastructure Development Program and the United States Marine Highways Program. Today, I want to talk briefly about these and many investment opportunities and how they complement the Jones Act. Let me start with the Rebuilding American Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity, or RAISE program which provides support to help communities advance projects that modernize roads, bridges, transit and rail systems, ports, and intermodal transportation networks. The total funding available under the RAISE program this year is $2.275 billion, the majority of which comes from the President's bipartisan infrastructure law. Last year, on August 11th, Secretary Pete Buttigieg announced that the Biden-Harris administration had awarded RAISE funding to more than 160 projects nationwide. Half of the money was designated for ports in rural areas, and the other half was designated for urban areas. Nearly two-thirds of the projects are in areas of persistent poverty or historically disadvantaged communities. Nine of the 160 projects awarded are port projects. Recent projects funded include installation of fast charging stations and other port electrification components, and the development of a scalable plan for transitioning the port and local maritime industry to zero emission technologies in Jacksonville, Florida. The creation of an intermodal rail yard near an existing port terminal in Kaskaskia, Illinois, and the modernization of electric and stormwater infrastructure and warehouse capacity for the Port of Cleveland by the Cleveland Cuyahoga County Port Authority in Cleveland, Ohio. Other examples include the Port of Tampa, which received $12.6 million to help construct a new berth of approximately 3,000 linear feet capable of simultaneously docking three dry bulk or multi-purpose cargo vessels. Secretary Buttigieg visited the port a few weeks ago to witness the impact of this grant. The Saipan Commonwealth Ports Authority received $3.1 million to help plan improvements in the Saipan Harbor, including a dock extension, dredging the entrance channel, and new seaplane ramps to enable larger vessels, including modern liquid bulk vessels, to dock at the port. And the Port of North Carolina State Ports Authority received $18 million to help construct a state-of-the-art area for loading and discharging containers at the Port of Wilmington, 
All told, the nine port projects that received funding under the RAISE program were awarded more than $147 million in federal funds and have committed more than $64 million in matching funds. And the RAISE program is just one of the DOT programs investing in ports. This year, the department issued a new single notice of funding opportunity known as the Multimodal Project Discretionary Grant Program, or MPDG. The purpose of the MPDG is to streamline the application process for entities seeking funding and increase the pipeline of eligible projects made possible by the bipartisan infrastructure law by enabling them to submit one application that would be considered under three different programs. The Infrastructure for Rebuilding America, or INFRA program, the National Infrastructure Project Assistance Grant Program, known as MEGA, and the Rural Surface Transportation Grant Program. The MPDG can provide federal financial assistance to a wide range of projects that will improve domestic freight movement, including marine highways, as well as multimodal projects and projects of national and regional significance. The FY23 notice of funding opportunity for the MPDG is expected to be announced soon, and funding for this program is more than $1 billion. Within DOT, the Maritime Administration is responsible for awarding more than $2 billion over five years in funding appropriated, in funding appropriated by the bipartisan infrastructure law through our, our Port Infrastructure Development Program. To put this figure in perspective, the funding provided by the bipartisan infrastructure law for PIDP alone is roughly the same amount of funding that had been invested in ports by all DOT grant programs prior to the enactment of the bipartisan infrastructure law since DOT began investing in ports with the 2009 Recovery Act. On October 28th of last year, the Secretary announced more than 703 million will fund 41 projects in 22 states and one territory, which will improve port facilities through the Maritime Administration's Port Infrastructure Development Program. This funding, made possible by the bipartisan infrastructure law and additional congressional appropriations, which will benefit coastal seaports, Great Lake ports and inland river ports, helping to improve supply chain reliability through increased port capacity and resilience, more efficient operations, reduced port emissions, and new workforce opportunities. Together, these investments will help get goods to shelves faster and lower costs for American families. Creating a stronger and more resilient supply chain for the nation has been a key focus for the president who issued an executive order on supply chains in February of 2021. He also stood up a supply chain disruption task force co-chaired co -chaired by Secretary Buttigieg in July of that year. The administration supported by Secretary Buttigieg and the Department of Transportation has engaged in near-term actions to address supply chain disruptions. And now with investments like this one are working to create the infrastructure for a stronger, more resilient supply chain for the long-term. More than 60% of the awards will be benefiting ports in historically disadvantaged communities and several of the projects will help reduce emissions at the ports through electrification. Additionally, more than 150 million in awards include a focus on electrification of port equipment to reduce emissions and improve air quality. The awards also include nearly 100 million for port projects that will advance offshore wind deployment in support of the President Biden's bold goal of deploying 30 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030 which is enough to power 10 million homes in, with clean energy, support 77,000 jobs, and spur private investment up and down the supply chain. This helps in to usher in a new era for the Jones Act, with investments at ports targeted to 
support the offshore wind industry and the many American-built vessels that will be needed to right-size and sustain our nation's offshore wind power capability. On February 9th of this year, Secretary Buttigieg announced the notice of funding opportunity for the second round of funding for PIDP provided by the bipartisan infrastructure law. And an additional $212 million was provided for the, the PIDP program in FY23 appropriations, bringing the total amount of funding available this year to more than 660 million. Investments supported by PIDP will help build new capacity at ports around the United States, improve cargo throughput, and eliminate bottlenecks to reduce the time and cost of shipping goods. And in keeping with the priorities of the Biden-Harris administration, applicants are also expected to explain whether and how proposed projects address environmental justice impacts and advance equity, among other criteria. We're also making historic investments to support increased utilization of our nation's inland and near coastal waterways to move freight on our domestic waterways on vessels that were built and crewed by American mariners. This system of ports, ships, and shipyards will be supported by programs like our Small Shipyard Grant Program and cargo reservation under the Jones Act, thus preventing foreign domination of our coastal and inland waterways. The United States Marine Highway Program is thriving. There are currently 29 marine highway routes reaching 41 states, the District of Columbia, and all five U.S. territories. Since 2010, the Marine Highways Program has made 56 awards, totaling approximately 91.4 million with, for 32 Marine Highway services. This federal program is key to targeting discretionary funds primarily towards infrastructure, developing our nation's domestic waterways. This relatively small grant program has had some regional impacts. The first service that the program supported was between the Port of Richmond and Hampton Roads. That service started with one barge per week, and it now operates seven days a week. And through the grant program, added gen sets for the barges so that they can support frozen and refrigerated cargo, added forklifts for the addition of bulk, and now add LED yard lighting for the uh, Port of Richmond to allow for extended working hours. That service now moves around 60,000 trucks a year off that section of Interstate 64, while creating 1,100 jobs in and around the Port of Richmond. The second service is between St. Louis, Memphis, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans. The petrochemical industry around Baton Rouge has a shortage of containers for export. This service makes takes empty containers that would otherwise be carried to the coast via train and instead moves them by water to Baton Rouge. They are then loaded by companies such as Dow, Shintech, and Exxon and moves via barge to New Orleans for export. This service is removing 40,000 containers a year from I-55 and I-10. Funds from this program prompted a U.S. manufacturer to develop a Buy America compliant negative drop reach stacker that is used to more efficiently load containers onto river barges. The New York, New Jersey area has a barge service moving containers between Newark and Brooklyn. There are also numerous businesses looking at barge as an option for package services such as Amazon, UPS, and DHL. These services are not targeting tractor trailers on interstate highways, but instead will potentially remove thousands of box truck trips from surface streets, as well as the tunnels and bridges that connect New York and New Jersey. The National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023 
made a number of significant changes to the United States Marine Highway Program, including the name change from America's Marine Highway Program to the United States Marine Highway Program, and to expand eligible cargo to all freight categories, including bulk. Another change allows the Marine Highway Program to support the development of services between ports of the United States Marine Highway route and ports in Canada and Mexico, although grant funds can only be used in the United States. This change is intended to intercept trucks before they enter the U.S. interstate highway system, and it will provide relief at congested border crossings. And lastly, the NDAA allows rural and tribal applicants to request an increase in the federal share of funds. In the past, all applicants were required to have a minimum of a 20% non-federal match. In the coming weeks, the Maritime Administration will announce the availability of $10 million in new funding for the United States Marine Highway Program, and we anticipate announcing these awards in late September. But simply, thanks to President Biden's leadership, we are now able to meet the investments, to make the investments that will create the modern transportation system our nation needs to speed the movement of freight, support continuing economic growth, and ensuring that we can meet consumers' demands, all while supporting our domestic maritime industry. I thank you for the opportunity to discuss the Maritime Administration and some of our infrastructure programs, and I encourage you to be in touch with Marin through our regional gateway offices to learn more. Thank you.